0: Another part of our Springfield musical family, Mary McBride, DaleWileyShow.com dot com.
1: So now can I can I hear, hear you. Now you're Meredith on, Bride? Yep.
0: Okay. Well, that's wonderful. And so I first want to ask, what did you first like about music when you first heard a little kid like music?
1: Oh God. Well, I um, my first experience with music was uh, when I was very small. My um, my parents uh, decided uh, when I was about six months that they wanted to take an adventure and wow. so they they had sort of an old school adventure and they um, we flew to Europe and they got a Volkswagen oh. camper <laughs> and we <laughs> and we lived in that camper my parents and me and my sister and I lived in that uh, in that camper for over a year and we traveled all through europe and um, we were heading uh, heading to Northern Africa, actually, and we, really? my parents got in, a, um, in an accident um, outside of Ankara in Turkey, um, so they ended up, they continued on, but they ended up coming back sooner than they thought, but my right. point about all of this is that we listened to a lot of music, and uh, they were big country fans, and so we listened to a lot of Willie and a lot of Dolly Parton, and um yeah so they were I listened to music from very very early on and um and both my parents sing and my sister does as well so we were getting our our full on harmony on pretty early
0: Wow that's fine. Yeah
1: yeah but I love I always music my um my grandfather um my mother and my father are from Louisiana and so my my I grew up with a huge musical family and right. Uh, everyone plays, and my grandfather taught us all to play piano, and um, so it was. It was a very, um, it was a sort of natural uh, happening that I would end up being a musician.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Now, yeah. you guys know how did you first get involved in the Springfield music scene? Because you're not anywhere from Springfield. I more. know,
1: I know. <laughs> I really hadn't even heard of it. You know what's funny? I um, when I first started writing songs, I was um, I was working with um, a bunch of different people. And I had a manager who introduced me to, you know, to Dan Baird. To I worked with Fred Eaglesmith. Um, I worked with Eric Gamble. I was co-writing with a lot of different people. Right. And um, and at the time, I really didn't think much about having a band, or and I was. It just was all. Um, I wouldn't say it was luck, but it wasn't really a great plan. I was playing. I- I was playing with my band in this little um, bar on 12th street in in the village and we were doing it in, entirely for fun. And somebody came up to me at a gig and said, you know, you might want to, you should make a record. And I sort of laughed. I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. Let's make a record." And um, so I told my, um, a friend of mine who, who was connecting me with a bunch of people um, that I wanted to make a record and, and I guess I needed a producer and, so we went down uh to South by Southwest and we were just running around meeting people and he said, Oh my god, he said, You need to meet Lou Whitney <laughs> And so we went to um we went to see Lou, we went to see him play and um and I was just this would have been God, this was two thousand and this was two
0: thousand and two thousand or two
1: thousand and one. Okay. Um and so I I went to see him play, and I just, I so loved the spirit of Lou Whitney, and just right. his energy, <laughs> and the fun of that band, and really how great every player was, and so yes. I met him, and you know Lou, he's like, yeah, come to Springfield, and we'll talk <laughs> about it, and we'll make a record, and I mean, he was so, um, he was so easygoing, and he was just my kind of guy, so we, we get along famously, and I, I did. I, I took a trip to Springfield, visited the studio, talked to him about what I wanted to do, and uh, at the time, it was I, I thought, well, you know, I know so many amazing songwriters. I'll do some covers. I'll do a mix, and, and so this would have been in the summer of, of 2001, and Lou and I were trading songs back and forth uh, all of these different players and great songs. And so I was narrowing down some songs that I wanted to play. And right. then I was in my, I was living in New York at the time. I was in Brooklyn and 9-11 happened. Right. And I literally was, I had that that crazy moment where I felt things, I felt songs write themselves. And right. I wrote this first record uh, that we put out. Called everything seemed all right. Um, I wrote it in ten days, and so we. I sent Lou all these songs, and he said, "Well, you know, we've got a record. We've got a record now." And so we recorded it, and it was it was an amazing experience.
0: What was it like being in Springfield?
1: <laughs> I love being in <laughs> Springfield. Oh my God, it really was my. You know, it, I had. I mean, you know, I've I've made four records there. So and right. every time I go I'm just so um I've such good pals there and right. um, I loved being I loved just being around the studio. I feel like that's a theme with, with so many of the people that you've <laughs> interviewed. That you people definitely. just love people yeah. literally love just hanging around the studio. <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah. I mean lo- I loved hanging around with Lou. I loved hanging around with Lloyd and right. um it was it was such an effortless um, experience being there and playing music there and and I've never really been able to to replicate that feeling right. and I miss it. I really I really miss Springfield. I miss my friends and I really miss Lou every day.
0: Oh yeah, no doubt. Right. Now, especially you also toured a lot with with Lloyd. Tell me about that. I did. I did.
1: Um yeah, I had um I toured um I toured both with with Lloyd and um, and with Joe. Joe was out right. with us. We did yes. an, a UK tour together. And um, but Lloyd, it's so funny. I was I was starting to tour internationally, and my right. my first tour was in in Russia. And then we they asked us to go to uh, to Pakistan, and and then they asked us to go to Iraq. And well, let's we'll say
0: who they are because. Well, I I
1: know. Let's backtrack. Well, I was, um, I had started, the way this all happened is I had started a program uh, called the Home Tour. And my idea was, I just had this feeling after touring and touring and touring to all these places where we were hustling to get a crowd, that there were all these people all around the country that and that really wanted to hear live music but didn't have right. the opportunity to hear it and so we we started this program the home tour and my band went all over we did veterans homes and shelters and prisons and uh, it was an incredible experience and the uh the US State Department found out about this program right and they were interested in it and they reached out to me and asked wow. me to be a cultural envoy for the state department. And so I've, um, that was, God, that was now back in 2011 that we started this and okay. it's just been a, it's been an amazing experience. We've played, I think, God, now, I think it's 35 countries.
0: Wow. Who all was in the band other than Lloyd?
1: Um, God, I'm trying to think 2012, that would have been Lloyd, um, Paul Carbonara who was in the the band for a long time. Greg Beshears was on bass. Right. Um, I'm trying to think who was on the Iraq tour. Um, and John Sperney was on, uh, was on keys. Um, but yeah, that was really a, um, that was an experience.
0: Right. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I mean,
1: sure. we, we flew in on, I mean, we flew in to a, on a, you know, Military on a military helicopter and um, got into the this hangar and literally every every show we went to during that on that tour we went to by helicopter, right? And it was it was in, incredible and Lloyd was he was so much fun to have on that on that <laughs> tour. Well, talking um, about him. Oh, you know, I mean, Lloyd's such a I mean, he's really such a a band leader in some ways because he's so good at harmony. He's, oh, he's so good at
0: charts. It's so good, good at,
1: at charts, so good at harmonies. And, right. you know, you could just, and for me as a singer, I could just, I could communicate with him. I always knew where right. we were. He helped me get in on my tough cues. and um, And he was, he had that great delight in everything. You know, really we, we'd stay in a you know, we'd stay in a great hotel, you'd think it was hilarious. We'd stay in kind of a low life hotel, you'd think it was hilarious. We <laughs> everyone we met he was interested in and oh, yeah. we and we, we called him the we called him the ambassador because because he had gray hair and because he was older than us. People we would right. do these we often did these <laughs> these press conferences and they were hilarious. I mean they're they were they're they great 'cause you get to to meet, um, you know, all the journalists from whatever city you're in, they would come and they would always address the, quest, the first questions to Lloyd. Um, <laughs> and you know, they clearly thought he was he was the leader of the band. Right. Um, so, but he was he was great, and he was a he came in at the last minute to do that to do that tour and was and and did other tours with us. He did uh, Saudi and um, also did. Um, God, was he in, you no, know, he wasn't in Afghanistan, but those were, those were just great. It was such a, it was such a pleasure to tour with him.
0: Back with the Mary in a minute. Dale dot Do you
1: love music? Do you know about the musical map of Missouri? Dallas Wayne, Chuck Berry, Dave Alvin. Robbie Fulks the Skeletons The Ozark Mountain
0: Daredevils Uncle Tupelo Wayne Carson Nellie Lou Whitney Symptoms Morales
1: City Jeff City St. Louis St. Joe Columbia
0: Buckle of the Bible
1: Belt Studio on South Avenue in Springfield. Springfield 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 Missouri Add the Missouri Music Podcast to your list of favorites. Lawyer, author, and Slewfoot Records label owner Dale Wiley takes you on a musical trip around Missouri while raising funds for Musical Map of Missouri, a nonprofit organization which will help ensure Missouri musicians affected by COVID-19. Visit Missouri Music for more information.
0: Tune in to the Missouri Music Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. More with Mary, Dalewisehow.com. Well, definitely. Now, going back to the spirit again of Springfield. What is the thing you remember the most about Springfield? What was special about it?
1: Oh God! I mean, I think you know what was special. I always stayed with Lou and Kay, and right. so I think it was that we just had this very, <laughs> this very sort of easy rhythm, you know. Right. Um, Lou was also my he was my running buddy, literally, and so oh, we yeah. would go, yeah, we would go running in the morning and. We would try and you know, solve the problems of the world, and he yes. was obviously a political junkie. And I grew up in, in my parents' in politics, so we always talked politics. And, um, and then we would go to the studio, and then we'd ease in. And I think what amazed me about working there is that he would, you would know at the beginning of the day, you'd think, God, there's so much to do, and are we actually going to get it done, that we always right. got it done. Yeah. and and even even if it was in the <laughs> i I would be in with Lou and, and Lloyd and all of those guys until the wee hours um but I was just amazed at, at how much how much skill there was there and just how good everyone how good everyone was i mean Donnie would come in and play those solos and it would just blow my mind so i think i think it was really being in the studio and um the the tempo of it, you know, I lived in New York, I I live in D.C. now, but I lived in New York City then, so I was a, you know, I was rolling in from New York, and my tempo was different, and, but I I found out very, very quickly that being in, like, just being in an easier pace, um, and really listening, and just having a good time made all the difference in the world.
0: Well, definitely, and that was just a home. I mean it just it's just a great setting, definitely.
1: It was. I mean, you know, I I would t- I would send pictures to people of the studio and it just feels like such, you know, old school Americana. And right. um and it was. I mean, it was and it is and it's just a it's a, a great place to be. Well, and you actually knew Eric before this, is that right? I did. I did. And uh I knew I knew and I loved I loved Eric's records. Yes. Um right. girl that I ain't got it was one that was on my list to record <laughs> I think for my first record. Um yes. I still have to record that actually so Eric right. if you're listening we'll do that. <laughs> um but yeah I met I had met um I had met Eric and I we we had uh written some songs together and I was you know really really happy to to write with him, and i th- I think that there were so many people that I had met just tangentially before I started recording, and then I realized like that was it, it really was oh, even though people only came into Springfield you know to do to record or people who were coming in and out that there right. still was just this incredible community which you saw I mean you saw it at Lou's service or his
0: you know oh, yeah, no memorial doubt.
1: it was like all of those. Incredible people, and no
0: one would have missed it. You know, and, and that is such a big part of, like, being a part of that was so incredible because it was just a – it was a rock and roll party, as he said. Mm-hmm. It definitely was.
1: And I – and that's – I mean, when I went there, Lou said – um he said, you know, we, I had written these songs, you know, but they weren't fully fleshed out. And we were going right. work to work on them with the band. And he's like, what kind of, you know, what kind of record do you want to write and or to make? And I was like, I want to make a rock and roll record. Right.
0: Like, that's,
1: that's why I'm here. You know, I yep. saw your, I saw your show. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Exactly.
0: So it was great fun. Well, definitely. Now, what are you doing now?
1: Um, I'm still touring. I mean, in, now in the middle of, um, COVID I'm I'm doing yeah I'm doing some recording um we're doing you know my band is pretty scattered now I've got people in LA and and Nashville and New York and DC and so we're all scattered so it it actually is um has been pretty nice for us to be able to do some virtual recording unfortunately I was leaving on a 6 week tour on March 18th And so that was, that was canceled, but I'm, I'm hopeful that that will be, be rescheduled, but I'm, you know, we're still working and uh, writing songs and actually I'm writing songs with um, Aaron Maxwell, who was in my, in one of my first bands. So I'm doing that. And I also run, I run a nonprofit as well called the forum for cultural engagement. And we manage uh, we manage music programs, for different embassies around the world so i just I'm producing a bunch of different projects we wow. actually did a cool project this week uh for dave brubeck's 100th birthday right. we did a we did a week uh we did a recording of six songs from the original real ambassadors record with Louis armstrong right. and brubeck and um so that was cool we're working with the louis armstrong museum in new york and and then we're uh doing a big holiday concert. So I've been doing a bunch of producing also and that's been that's been really nice. And who, that? who are you producing? Uh well the the people we're working with are mostly New York New York singers. It's gonna be mostly holiday music. Right. And uh but we've got, you know, a really great great band, a lot of a lot of Broadway people actually who are who do this kind of old show, big band
0: music. What did you learn from Lou about recording then?
1: Oh, God. Well, I think I learned I learned everything about recording. Yeah. I mean, I literally, I don't know if I wrote about about being in the studio um, right after Lou died. I was thinking about it, and I thought, wow, I didn't, I went into the studio. I didn't even know what you did first. Right. Like, they started banging on those drums, and I was like, oh, my God, how long is this going to go on?
0: <laughs> 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 um
1: But you know what I really learned about being in the studio is I learned more about, I learned more about singing from Lou than anything else because he has such an amazing ear for old soul and, um, and old gospel. And we would, I mean, we would do all the band tracks and then Lou and I, just the two of us would be in there just really, I mean, we would, I think that would be the only thing we'd slave over. You know, usually we you know, we'd bang through it and it would be good fun and we'd get the album done and um, but we spent quite a bit of time on, on the vocals and and one day one, on one track actually it was really fun. I had Lou and I had Dan Baird when oh, wow. we were he was in he was in Dan was saying um sang with me on my second record and he so he was in the studio when I was doing the vocal on in the bottle in a Bottle. Right. And I said, you know, everyone should have Dan Barrett in the studio with them because yeah. it's, like, it's like having, like, the most fantastic, like, sports coach in the world. Like, right. you know, <laughs> you'd hit a note, you would hit the note, right? And he would just start cheering, and he was just a, um, <laughs> a great person to be in the studio. So between Dan and Lou, I, I feel like those, they were my best friends of That's all so time. Fun.
0: It was. It was.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well. What other recur- recording tips? What other things could you add that, that Lou gave you?
1: Um, I think he not not overthinking it. You know, there's like clearly one of a recurring theme. But that often the f- the first take is the best. Um, right. Don't make yourself don't make yourself crazy. And and you know, I'm I worked with with Joe and Donnie and and Lloyd so much too that usually the first take was great. Right. Um, exactly. So that was it, it. Was it was not thinking, not overthinking it, but also making sure that when I left there, I left with with what I wanted and right. what I was exactly. what I was really happy
0: with. Yes. And so, what could you say to music musicians during the pandemic? What do what I, do I say to music?
1: Oh, what do I look forward? To? Yes. Or just tell, oh gosh, so after why. the pa- I you know I I'm just gonna I cannot wait to get on the road. I mean we and we're gonna get on the road. I mean it's funny you think of all those times people say to you, hey you know come here my gig I'm playing tonight and you don't go. And I right. feel like now anytime anyone invites me any to anything any live music I'm gonna go because it's right. just it's just crazy not isn't it just crazy not to have it.
0: It's it's so weird to be away from it entirely.
1: It is. It is. It's just, um, it just feels like, you know, it doesn't feel normal at all. Even, even just the, you know, the holidays, like, you know, there's gigs and going to clubs, but it's even just like hearing holiday music, certain places. It's, you really miss it. Right. Um, But it's nice that you have your, um, that you're continuing with your podcast. It's such a great way to, to keep people keep people engaged well definitely
0: since, so and of course, I had the strokes before the pandemic, so I'm having the best pandemic ever uh, I <laughs>
1: yeah i mean it's it's really um you know it's hard to say that there are there are silver linings because there there aren't many um they will say that I, I do think a lot of musicians have been able to take time, have by necessity taken time off the road, and are right. hopefully writing more and just been able to to create more and and so when when the door is open um when the door's open, we'll be able to all uh you know get that music out there
0: definitely definitely, and that's yeah. one of the things we're doing I just I'm so excited for what's going on and so happy that we're able to reach out and talk to musicians about helping them with their health and their sanity and everything. It is amazing to start this project.
1: It is. And I think you're doing such an incredible – it's such a gift to people because there's – you know, you're you're focusing on a community that has so many characters and so many people and and so much dedication to – to, to Springfield and to that whole that whole community and and so I'm always happy to listen to your podcast and and think about folks and hear what people are up to.
0: Yes, it's so fun and thank you so much for coming on. Sure thing. I'll talk so to you fun. soon. DaleWileyShow.com.